Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Crypto Hipster Podcast. This is your host, Jamil Hassan, the Crypto Hipster, where you founders, entrepreneurs, co-founders, thought leaders, executives, artists, authors, all across the world, all across the world. And today I had a, an amazing guest coming to me uh, from Nigeria. Uh, it's my first guest from Nigeria. I am so uh, excited about this interview. And um, I'm going to pronounce his name for us and see if I get it right. Um, his name is Uguchuku Arunu. He is the founder of YCrypt. Uh, Ugo, welcome. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you to be here, Jamil. Yes. Yeah, you got the name right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. Um, great. So let's kick things off. I'm really interested to find out, first of all, you know, what is your background and is it a logical background for what you're doing now? Okay, yeah. So um my background actually is in engineering. Um I studied electronics engineering at the University of Nigeria. And um yeah, I finished from the university in 2015. That's about eight years ago. And yeah, I've been building even while in the university and then I mean now, right? So uh focusing mostly on software, hardware, low-level engineering stuff and all that i mean and like heavy duty softwares and all that so that's basically what i've been doing for years and yeah my background actually is very very relevant to what i'm doing now and it, it really helped yeah it really helped to sort of you know understand most of the um complexities especially when it comes to building engineering products right yeah so it, it really helped yeah awesome awesome so let's first get into ycrypt right um What's YCrypt all about and and how are you transforming the hot spot market in Nigeria? Okay, um, so um, I'll start with um, the simple um, explanation of what YCrypt is. Um, YCrypt is, it is uh, it, okay, it's a service that allows you to share your hotspots and make money while you do it, right? I mean, in very simple terms, right? And um, I mean, going further, we um, also refer to YCrypt as a sort of um, decentralized um, internet sharing and monetization network, which means that basically um, it allows anybody anywhere to sort of own their own hotspots, monetize it, and become like a mini internet service provider anywhere in the world, right? So it's not just um, even in Nigeria, it's anywhere our devices work anywhere in the world. Um, so... I mean, as I speak to you, in terms of, okay, transforming the hotspot market in Nigeria, um, we've actually done a whole lot in the last um, couple of years. So YCube started out in 2018, right? So we're over five years, right? We started out in 2018. And um, by, when we launched our products, um, people, uh, after launching our products, people are now able to, for example, set up a hotspot network. And not just that they've set up a hotspot network that others can connect to they are able to purchase data in bulk, right? And for example, when you, I'll use um, the cost of data in Nigeria as, a, as an example. Cost of data is quite expensive here. Actually, it's very expensive, right? Especially if you're buying um, at uh, maybe the at retail stores, maybe you're buying one gigabyte of data, five gigabytes and all that, small quantities, which is what most people can afford. But when you buy data in bulk, for example, a, ter a terabyte of data, 
what it means is that the unit cost of data, for example, like one gigabyte of data, actually drops by more than um, 70%, about 60 to 70%, right? Which is huge. So what happens is why crypt users, people that own these hotspots, can purchase data in bulk. And when they do that, they can now distribute that same data at a much cheaper price to the end users. And those and they'll still make a profit. They still make more than 70 or 80% profit, right? Because they will still sell at retail or a little bit below retail price, but much um, provide still much cheaper data and very, um, I mean, um, um, and efficient and available data for their customers, right? So this is how we basically transform the hotspot um, market here. It's still early, right? I mean, we just have about, probably about 700, um, so we have over a thousand devices, but Nigeria has about 60% of those devices or Africa rather, Nigeria probably has about 50%. It's still, you know, a drop in the ocean. We've not really even disrupted the entire market yet. So we're still really scratching the surface. So there's still a whole lot more to be done. And with the um, introduction of satellite internet, for example, like Starlink, this even makes it much better. So what it means is that you can be in a village, in a remote area, in any part of the world, or even in Nigeria, right? And you just have your Starlink, you plug it into your YCRIP device, and you start to distribute the internet automatically. And that's huge. It's an, it's a huge big breakthrough because even with your regular Starlink device on its own, you can't really distribute, monetize, or share and manage hotspot connections. You can't do that. But with the YCRIP device, it gives you so much features to be able to share, monetize, control, manage the way people consume data, and for you to charge them as well. And of course, we now have the crypto elements where people can actually earn our tokens, WNT, as an incentive for sharing their hotspot. So we've actually disrupted the, the, the hotspot market here and we're, we're really um, at scaling um, level now where we can now scale to so many parts of the world. Uh, although we're in 33 countries now, though, but you know, still small pockets of hotspots there. Yeah. I guess I'm a little um, spoiled <laughs> being in in the US having AT&T, you know, unlimited data, right? I don't consider like the pain of points of people who don't have access to data, right? And they are able to use the hotspots. So uh, my follow-up is why, like, what are the real benefits? What, what are the real pain points you're gonna solve here with your with your uh, innovation? Okay, um, when you mean the pain points, you mean like overall for all our current users? Yes. Okay, so basically the pain points we're solving, right? Um, I'll take it, let's say, from um, people in countries where internet is not readily available, right? What you're solving is availability of internet. That's number one. You're also providing a revenue generation um, strategy or model for people, right, to be able to create businesses around sharing and distribution of mobile internet data. That has not really happened before because before now what happens is you have very big or giant internet service providers right maybe for example in nigeria you have just about four or five of them that are that can that have in quotes the license to provide um, data to people but now with something like ycrypt anybody can do that right and the good thing is that we are already backed by the government so the license we have already extends to people. So they can provide that data in small chunks, right, for people. So it means that 
data is readily available to people. It's also cheaper for people. And what is happening is that these smaller people now create a sort of competition for the big people, right? And what happens is that they would now see that, okay, there has to be more value. They, since there's more competition, you need to do more for the users, right? So you need to provide cheaper data. You need to provide faster data. And these smaller IAM, smaller people who share their hotspots don't necessarily need to use the big um, ISPs. They can now use like a Starlink, you know, a Starlink that gets internet from space and directly competing with you. So you need to improve. And this also extends to other parts of the world. I'll give you an example. In places like the United States, right? Um, yeah, like you mentioned, um, you might have like an AT&T that's unlimited, okay? But there are different areas of the United States really that you might have very poor internet connection at certain times. I, I mean, I've been to certain areas, even places like um, Miami, Florida, right? I've had that experience, right? So uh, you, you can now create a sort of hotspot network that allows people maybe with poor internet connection in those areas to actually connect. And this also creates additional revenue for people. I mean, everybody wants some extra money. People want maybe, even if they are not charging you. So in a place like America, you might not be allowed to actually bill people right for your hotspot but if you're even sharing it with those people one of the values that you can do is you can collect customer data what do i mean let's say before someone signs into your hotspot you can maybe say hey where are you coming i have some information that they fill out to get some free connection that's a good way of collecting data that's also a good way of promoting your product say you have a small business right you want customers to be able to see your menu or to give feedback after they've used um, your service. They can actually use your Wi-Fi to do all that. So you can collect very important data, have good metrics for, for your business, right? And also the area of also earning crypto tokens. I mean, the whole idea of digital currencies is, is I mean, is the, the proliferation is massive nowadays, right? So people want to be able to earn some of these tokens for offering this service. Before now, people can't, you know, share and distribute and monetize their data. You can't really monetize your data, but now you can. And another very interesting thing that we are actually launching that even creates or that makes this um, decentralized internet very interesting is um, they are built, uh, we've built an advert network. So an ad network into hotspots. This never existed before now. So what it means is that when you now share your hotspot with people, even if you're not charging them, before they connect to your hotspot, they can maybe see five seconds, 10 seconds ads, right? And anytime they see those ads, you that share the, uh, you that you own the hotspot, you make money because we are doing ad revenue splits, just like um, Elon is doing it with X now, right? So he encourages people to actually get these devices, provide Wi-Fi for people, even if they have unlimited data, they can give it to people who are just around the corner or whatever. And then, when the people actually connect to their Wi-Fi and they view ads, they also earn money. Before now, the big internet service companies would sell your data and make billions of dollars, right, without you earning anything. But now, when I'm bring the whole idea of decentralization is to now bring that revenue down to the real people who are supposed to generate it. So this is really um, very, it's very interesting, right? Because you're not able to monetize your data, whether you're reselling, or you're just mining tokens, or, or you're also sharing, um, ad, you're getting paid from ads that people are viewing, right? Yeah, so these are things that we've done, and it caters for people across multiple um, strata, whether you're in a developing country or you're in a developed country. It works, yeah. I love it. 
<laughs> Sounds good to me. You know, I, <laughs> I have a Facebook account and they're making money off me. And, you know, I put my, I, I, I used to advertise my podcast on there too, but then I get a lot of scam re- reports that I'm violating some kind of copyrights, which I'm not, but exactly. it's, yeah, it's, uh, so I'm glad that you're doing what you're doing. Sounds good to me. Um, I want to talk about a topic that I heard of once and apparently it's a big deal now. Um, and I'm learning more. It's, it's, it's growing. It's called deep in called decentralized yeah. physical infrastructure networks, which I guess include <laughs> and ownership. Yeah. Um, how does your solution help foster the web three future and, you know, why that in mind? I guess we already answered why people should use Ycrypt, but how does your company you know, foster that Web3 future in the deep pin space? Okay, so let me start like by saying um, what deep pin is, right? Yeah, so deep pin means decentralized physical infrastructure network. And what it means is, um, so I'll just break it down. Decentralized means that it's not really owned by one person. And then um, physical infrastructure means, you know, something you can touch, something you can feel, right? A physical thing like maybe your computer, now your routers, right? Like your hotspot network and all that, things you can touch and feel. So the whole essence of decentralized physical infrastructure networks is um, for people to be able to use the machines, right, that they have already, machines that create, maybe solve a problem for them, already to be able to allow these machines to communicate, provide information in a decentralized way that creates value for the owners of these machines. Another um, part of like a decentralized, um, you know, network on decentralized um, physical infrastructure system is electric cars, right? Like your Tesla, okay? Um, Let's also say maybe nowadays people have smart glasses, right? So it can also count as a decentralized um, and fiscal infrastructure network. What these things do usually is that these devices just communicate with the creators or the central builders of the devices. So let's say like um, your Tesla is, everything is owned by Tesla Motors, right? Yeah. Now, the problem with systems like that is that most of the time they generate lots of data, just like uh, I mentioned with YCrypt, right? YCrypt is a deeping solution. We generate lots of data on the internet. And then most of the time, this data is just used by one company and they generate billions of dollars in revenue through ads and, you know, training AI models, training so many important things. And you don't get value from it. Just like you mentioned Facebook uh, or maybe even ChatGPT and all these um, large language models, LLMs, right? What really is happening there is that they've used data that we have provided for free on different platforms to be able to train these AI models and they now charge us for these AI models, right? Do you understand? So it's as if we're providing free information, the AI models are learning. And then when we want to use the AI models, they charge us for it. But what the decentralized physical infrastructure network is saying is, look, all these devices that you have can all share their data on a blockchain on different blockchains and big data's are all encrypted and protected. Now, what, and these data are also shared in real time. Now, if for some reason, someone wants to harness or use this data, they will be able to pay the real contributors of this data on that network, right? An example is like um, IOTEX or peak blockchain. So what happens on peak blockchain, for example, is that 
when you, as a machine, when your machine is sending its data on the blockchain, of course, it's encrypted and you actually get rewarded, right? Sort of like you're mining their tokens for providing your data. And if some other service that was to access that type of data, you see that you have already been paid through those tokens or through those incentives. And now that service can access the data, right? Of course, also paying for that um, access to the data and then using the data. But the good thing now is that the value actually directly comes to the people providing it, which, for example, example can be like the, your Ycrypt hotspot or your Tesla Moto. Now, how does uh, maybe um, Ycrypt now contribute to this is we already plug into these different blockchains, right? And what we have done is our devices transmit data approximately every 20 seconds to the blockchain. Data that it transmits are things like your data usage, how much bandwidth you're consuming, the name of the internet service provider, the speed of the internet service provider. These are relevant information that people, and then of course, and the number of connections, right? But of course, we don't transmit users' personal data because we don't even have access to it. So what we've now done is when this data is transmitted, you now earn some tokens in return. Now you're earning WNT, that's our token. But on the PIC blockchain, you'll be able to earn um, things like their PIC tokens, right? Or Crest tokens. These are very, very interesting. So you're sort of getting rewarded for using your your regular device that you use every day. But now you're getting paid for it because People will eventually access that data, let's say for ads or whatever. But the good thing is that you're still getting rewarded as opposed to before now when you're just using your Wi-Fi, maybe from um, Huawei or something, and it's just giving you access to Netflix. But you don't know that you're generating billions of dollars for AI models and for ad companies. Now, part of that money comes to you as the creator of that data. So that's the essence of DPIN and how of the DPIN network and how YCRIPS contributes to it. Yeah. So that network, let's talk about that network and let's put it in terms of United Nations sustainability goals, right? Um, so one of their goals was, you know, if they're there yet, uh, but to significantly increase access to information and communications technology and strive to provide a universal and affordable access to the internet. Now, um, there are people who are living still in marginalized communities, you know, that are most disproportionately affected, you know, and that only doesn't just apply to banking, but it applies to connectedness. Why, right? Why is that the case still? And, um, you know, how, where do you think this is headed? Okay. So, I mean, when you look at um, certain um, communities that are marginalized, one of the reasons why those communities are marginalized is because the businesses that provide connection, that's internet connection to these communities, probably feel when they do their um, charts and their business case, maybe the analysis, they feel these communities or these particular areas might not give us as much money, right? So they don't invest in providing internet service to those people. But then it means that some some way those people still have to be connected and that's also one of the reasons i love um, what um, elon has done right with starlink so what he has done is that okay we can now share this internet to different people we can provide internet to, to large geographical areas but the problem is how do you still do the last mile distribution someone has to do it right for example the big isps as well they run huge cables below the ocean right to be able to get the internet to cities and all that and then they now use their masts to do the last mile distribution 
there are different companies that run the cables across the ocean. The, then the ISPs do the distribution. So that's the same thing we're doing here. Elon has done the, um, um, you know, uh, the um, satellite internet. It's available. But how does it get to everyone? That's where Ycrypt comes in, right? So we now create that opportunity to have last mile internet connectivity for these people, including mar marginalized areas, because the cost of setup is very low. For the big ISPs, I don't really blame them a lot because it costs them a lot of money to set up. But with our kind of technology that has been miniaturized, you can now set up with a fraction of that cost, right? Like a very huge, less than maybe 0.01% of that, very a small fraction of that cost, and you still provide good and valuable internet service for people in those marginalized areas. So yeah, the reason that is um, um, existent till now is that these big ISPs or big companies don't see the, um, I mean, the financial value in those areas. But now, regular people can now do it, right? With your Starlink and your Ycrypt, you can distribute, yeah, at scale, yes. Awesome. So you mentioned a little bit ago, you said peak tokens, right? Uh, recently, um, I learned, um, you know, about your uh, integration with Peak, with Wacom's integration with Peak. How do you, how will your integration help provide those opportunities to these communities? Okay, yeah. So how it would help one is through monetization of their data. So let me give you an example. Um, say a community, right, has, um, let's say, just about a hundred people there, and they don't have access to the internet. Okay, and then, or maybe they have. Um, the internet service there is very poor. Maybe it just comes, it's, uh, you know, epileptic. It comes and it goes and all that. But guess what? Um, someone now comes with a white creeps um, hotspot setup, right? And then with the Starlink. And now that white creep device is plugged to the peak blockchain. So how we've done it is within the white crypt operating system, we've built a connectivity to the peak blockchain. Now what happens is when the community are using and sharing their when they are using the internet on a regular basis, one is the person that set up the um, the person that set up the internet. So the person that set up the internet will be able to earn WNT tokens as incentive. They would also be able to earn peak tokens, right? And how are they able to earn those peak tokens as incentives? They are earning it because they are contributing meaningful data on the peak blockchain, right? Like I mentioned earlier, so. They are contributing data on the peak blockchain. That's the, um, for example, internet service speed, um, location of the machine, um, things like um, bandwidth, amount of bandwidth, number of connected devices. These are relevant data that some company at the end of the day can come and say, look, I want to know performance of ISPs in different parts of the world. And they can get that data. So because you're contributing meaningfully to the peak network, you're earning their tokens in return. So it means that the creators of, this network will end those tokens as incentive for providing internet. And they'll end two tokens now, WNT and PEAK, right? So this creates real value for those people. And of course, those tokens can be used, can be converted to like their local currencies and then used in that area, maybe to even provide other services within those marginalized communities. Yeah. So the integration is really, really important and it, it has real value. Yeah. I have a follow-up. Um, there before I want to move, I want to move on a couple of, of your other companies, but I'll have a follow up with that last statement. Um, you said earlier that um, your government's very supportive, right? Uh, the Nigerian government's yeah. very 
crypto and blockchain and what are their are they helping you with the uh you know in this regard with the with the reg with the favorable <laughs> business climate to be able to to accomplish what you're doing here oh yeah i mean so i have to be very honest the government has been super super helpful um when we started in 2018 like i mentioned i think in 2019 we won their first um, competition in Nigeria, um, Imagine Technologies Competition. And from there, we started getting immense support. The government also even helped to sponsor that. In 2019, we got a grant of $5,500. Then this, um, in, I think 2022, last year, we were also um, one of the big, uh, one of the um, 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 companies that um, were presenting at um, a tech conference organized by the government in Nigeria. And that day we sold devices worth, I think about $10,000 to different people, which was great revenue for us. And then the, the uh, best part of the whole thing was this year, we the government picked our company to represent Nigeria in Saudi Arabia, right? In an event called Leap 2023. And Crips came first in the world right, in our category, which was huge. And we got a grant of $150,000 from Saudi Arabia. So the government has been really pushing and supporting us for the past, like, four years, right? So it's really helped us navigating the terrible or the, the very difficult or harsh climate. Now, and, you know, the telecommunication space is also sort of tightly knitted. Just few companies operate. But with the help of the government, these companies are even now opening up for partnerships, which wouldn't have happened if we didn't have the backing of the government, right? Yeah. So it, it, the government has created an opportunity for us to, to you know, grow from, you know, a little startup to now um, um, a, a company, a global company. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> Sounds really wonderful. I love the. I would love it if the if the U.S. government was the same, had the same approach. But <laughs> we don't. But um, <laughs> yeah. So I want to I want to move on a uh, couple. Of you say founded or 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 in charge of uh, lead. One is one is Zen Finance. So I want to find out what issue what Zen Finance is first of all about and what issues you are solving there. Oh, okay, yeah. So Zen Finance is um a, a project a company that we created to solve um inflation and devaluation here in Africa because that's a big challenge, right? That a lot of people face here. Um, I mean, if you look at a lot of African countries, if you compare the value of their currencies between um, let's say um, 20 years ago and now, you would see that there's been massive inflation and devaluation, right? And um, so we created a company to be able to protect people from this by converting their savings to stable cryptocurrency and allowing them to earn interest in stable cryptocurrencies. It's as simple as that. And we've been operating since 2020, officially 2019, but yeah, when we had um, we had our smart contracts and our app and everything completed in 2020. So, and we're backed by companies like Binance and Google, right? Yeah, so this, um, I mean, it's been really helpful solving problems at this, especially for people in, of course, in marginalized societies or developing um, comp um, um, economies or emerging markets. I'll give you an example, just a simple value that we created between when we started and now. When we launched the company, the dollar to naira value one dollar then was about 400 naira now one dollar is over 1100 naira so it shows that the naira has lost more than 100 percent of its value 
But the good thing is that people who have been using our platform have been protected against this inflation over time, right? And it has solved a lot of problems for these families, for these individuals, cooperatives, credit unions that use the service. So, yeah, that's basically what we built at Zen Finance, yeah. I know a lot of people I've talked to use Nigeria as an example, like the value of the Naira being devalued by Bitcoin instead, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's the real value for um, crypto, you know, protecting your assets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So um, another company that you founded, that you started, um, or it's called Quiva Games, right? So I want to find out what the gaming landscape looks like to you and how your hotspots with YCRIP will benefit gaming companies such as Quiva Games and other gaming companies. Okay, so um, so Quiver Games wasn't actually founded by me. I'm just a co-founder. I advise and all that, but it was founded by um my colleague. Uh, but now he's he's he he's passed on, right? Um, so we lost him. I think about two years ago. But there is a new CEO and all that. But yeah, it wasn't founded by me. But of course, I provide business advisory and all those services, right? Yeah, but yeah, I'm a co-founder. But it wasn't initially founded by me. Okay, so but yeah, what um, um Quiver Games actually does is they make video games, right? That's just it's as simple as that. They make video games, and um, something I love, I I play video games a lot, so that's also one of the reasons I'm heavily, you know, supporting it. And um, here in Nigeria, uh, people hardly make video, or even in Africa, I think mostly people that make video games in Africa, um, from Algeria and then South Africa also. Right, but West Africa, East Africa hardly makes video games. So we want to actually break that cycle because we have a very huge entertainment industry. African entertainment industry is massive, especially West Africa. We basically have the best music and also the best um um the best music, the best movies as well, consumed globally. Right. So um the idea for making Quiva games is all is actually to fill the gap. Because if you have movies, music, the last thing missing is gaming. Right, so that's why they're doing it, and how YCrypt helps with this. For example, in the um, Quiver Games office, they use YCrypt devices, right? So when they are streaming their games, they are do using the internet. All those things are powered by YCrypt devices, and how it creates value for them is one: they are able to earn tokens, right? They are able to create more value uh, in terms of tokens or you know rewards that they earn, rather than um, usually just using the internet. As, and then paying for subscription services, they actually get some tokens in return that can help them offset the cost of actually using the internet. And I can tell you, video games consume bandwidth, like making games consume massive amount of bandwidth, right? Even building them, writing the code, you see if you're using, maybe you're creating um, assets, you're drawing assets, uploading them to your repository, it costs a massive amount of bandwidth. But now, what they now do is they plug, they use like a Starlink and then a YCrypt device to do massive distribution to all the staff. And then by the end of the month, they actually get a good amount of tokens in return and they can either use it to subscribe for their Starlink or they can actually stake it up, keep it there for, you know, um, for it to earn more interest for them. So it creates real value for these um um, for like the gaming company, we even have people like um, I'm trying to, Merit Circle, right? Uh, Merit Circle is like a um a guild, right? So I remember some of their staff in Ghana 
purchase some of our white cream devices because what they do really is Mary Circle is a guild that sort of um, teaches people how to play video games and they play games like Axie Infinity and all these other maybe play to earn games, right? So what they now realized was that, oh, they could plug in um, white cream devices to some remote areas of the world where people are learning how to play games. So they earn while even playing the game. They don't just earn you know, from the games, they can also earn from the internet that is powering the games, right? So it's like double value, exactly. So that's basically how YP really helps people that play games or, you know, different gaming companies or even guilds, because guilds have hundreds of thousands of gamers and they always play online. So why not just also make extra money from the internet that is powering your gaming, right? Yeah. I was going to ask you about your role with Axie Infinity and in, in the Philippines and the gamers over there in the guilds. So you, so uh, you have a role. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We do have a role, like a very good role. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Um. All right. So, I want to thank you very much for your time today. I enjoyed speaking with you. I enjoyed our conversation very much. And I have one last question. It's probably the easiest one. It's it's how can how can people find out more information about you about Ycrypt about your companies about what you do, um how can they be a hotspot you know make money off the hotspot through your your protocol how can they do that? Yeah, so I think the first the easiest way is just to go on Twitter and search Ycrypt. It's very we are at Ycrypt and the account is verified, right? So when you search on Twitter, you could actually send us a DM. You can also see our telegram link there or you can go to the website we have a live chat that is available to four seven you can speak to our customer representatives they will show you how to get the um the devices how to get online and um i just want to tell people that they have to be careful just to make sure you go to whitecrypt.com or you go to the twitter right so because there are so many um phishing and fake telegram links fake twitter links out there yeah so you just have to be careful but yeah, it's at Ycrypt. Ycrypt is the only Ycrypt on Twitter. And then you can also visit our website, ycrypt.com. you see a live chat. You could go and reach out. Even if you want to um, send us maybe like a proposal for promotions or maybe to act like a sort of ambassador or something, you could reach out at hello at ycrypt.com. You could send us emails. We always reply our emails for partnerships and all that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for taking our time. And thanks a lot to your you know, community for also listening. Um, we'll be happy to get any feedbacks or questions from them. I'll be, I'll be happy to answer that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome.